2: We are less than 10 patrons away from our next big Patreon stretch goal. So, if you want to see our lovely Jet Chambers, aka Vince Perino, throw on some incredibly short shorts and film a dd and d themed workout series called Sweat with Jet alongside IRL, Sebastian, and Xander, you need to head on over to patreon.com castparty. Sweat with Jet is the perfect way to stay in shape from the comfort of your own home. Not really, we're not licensed physical trainers, we're just here to have some fun and make some goofy videos. But like, they'll still be decent workouts if you want to do them. So be sure to join the cast and crew over at patreon.com castparty for ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes goodies, hilarious monthly one-shots, access to our community discord, and so much more. And yes, be sure to join the Discord while you're there. It is home to the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. We host live listening parties with all of us for every single Cast Party episode, community-driven D&D games, live streams, hangouts, and game nights. Patreon.com slash Cast Party. We hope to see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Enjoy the episode, cast and crew. Hello
0: everyone and welcome to Fables of Fendrea Arcanum. My name is Jose Polino or at DM Jose P on all those fun TikTok social places and things, and I will be your director for today. Uh, why did I say it like that? <laughs> and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my lovely half of my adventuring party, cast and crew-ish, hopefully
2: they make it out alive. Let's begin with Ryan. Hi, yes, we're the lovely half. I don't care what the others are, but I'm just glad we're the <laughs> lovely half. Hi, Ryan McManus. I'll be playing Rowan Fair Isle, Half-Light of Saloon a, seeking to bring a sense of calm and comfort to those lost in the dark. You can find me on my personals at like ryan.mcmanus or running the Cast Party socials at like Cast and d Also now on Hive. And Annie.
1: Hi, I'm Annie. I'm playing Ridd, Gaslight, Gatekeep, Ghoul Boss. I'm cantrip, C-A-N-N-E, on TikTok and Twitter, at maybe Hive if I cave.
0: so last time we met you two found yourselves in this very interesting setting as Hades himself took you Rowan and Rid on what essentially could be described as your past physically manifesting in front of you showing you Rowan a moment in your life that was so important to you that Hades just wanted to look at from another perspective, to further understand why, in many ways, he didn't gain the favor of Selune. With that, you relived that night, were taken home, Saitia, even upon returning you to your home, gifted you the Armor of the Half-Light. With that, you both were also shown different visions. You were shown a combination of visions with Kaimasora, Seven, Commander Adriant, missing pieces, fragments scattered. You're also shown this boy, this young red tiefling boy with white hair that was scared and lost and had no one. No goddess to protect him, no, no moon to kiss him or to shine his way in the darkness. He had nobody. But Hades, once upon a time, aided this boy and allowed him to change how he presented himself. To what extent does that go? Who's to say? But it gives you an insight as to what this mysterious figure of Hades is like or was like. With that, Ridd, Hades, drew his gaze upon you. His interest with you is palpable. So sure enough, where we ended was upon the snowy mountain peaks of Elverath. Atop a snowy mountain where the wind carries a cold and unforgiving touch, the city of Elverath stands strong. The castle itself, nestled at the base between two tall mountains that are kissed by clouds so frequently that the snow up there is laced with divine favors. Or so the locals say. Red, you see it there in the distance. And you run. And that's where we pick up. As you're running through the snowy grounds that make up Alvarath. the castle is at a good distance from you.
2: Rowan, watching Ridd run up beelining it towards the castle will call out to her Ridd, Ridd, slow down, hold on
1: Ridd, hearing Rowan when she didn't think he was there will stop and turn her head
2: Rowan will walk up because he doesn't want to slip on the snow grab her by the shoulders listen, you saw what he put me through You saw what he showed me. You see the things he can do and the things he can manipulate. I know this looks like home, but just remember it's in your head. He can do whatever he wants and he can show you whatever he wants. Just please, don't get carried away.
1: I have no delusions of this being my home. I just... I don't know, I I saw something really weird. And I want to understand it. I want to know what he means by it.
2: Don't let him take you.
1: I won't.
0: Behind you, Rowan. Hades. Oh, you have me mistaken. I only show what I am given. I don't control anything else. Truth is set upon this time.
2: And I seek to understand that truth. You brought her here for a reason. And I know you're just trying to get in her head. Just like you did with mine. I'm not saying what you're doing is bad. I just don't want it to consume her. What can I say, Half-Light?
0: She fascinates me. Red, you keep walking now. As you journey ahead to the outskirts of castle albrecht and there the doors high tall covered in that sheen of white snow as the wind picks up you can't help but feel that shiver of cold hades operates and stands at the front of the doors do you remember this day Ridd?
1: of course i do it's not necessary to revisit
0: I think otherwise. You hear now the wheels of a cart making their way up the snowy pathway. And there you see a brown carriage all beat up, but with a driver and two horses. And you hear the doors opening as an individual steps out from the carriage. You see a thin, older man, probably in his late 50s, with peppered black hair and a very fine and taken care of goatee. Bright green eyes adorning a very well-maintained face. And sure enough, on his left shoulder, the symbol of the Arcanum. In this moment, you say to yourself, Oh, this isn't this day. What day is this? And from the entrance, these two individuals walk up and guide him to a grand hall within the castle, where an empty table rests and here meals are shared. A grand fireplace that burns bright, seemingly daily, and where four handcrafted, wooden, regal-looking chairs stand on top of two steps, and they're embedded in stone in this beautiful sort of design above the four chairs to shine in dark times. This individual... Presents himself to the King and Queen of Elvarath. Now presenting, Craydon Altus of the Arcanum. You watch as this individual from the Arcanum thanks the guard, and the Queen and King sit. My title within the Arcanum is Specialist. The Queen, without rising from her chair, Specialist. What an interesting title. What does that mean precisely to the Arcanum? Your Highness, my title bears many responsibilities, but at the forefront, I am in charge of communicating the goals of the Arcanum throughout noble families of Vendrea to further enhance and enrich the lives of its citizens. Empowering connections by building bonds that strengthen the very fabric of our world. Our main goal, or... I should say, my main goal in being here today is to provide counsel, protection, if you will, for the noble families of Fendrea, the Albrechts, of course, in question. Now you may be wondering, and rightfully so, protection from who and from what exactly? You watch as King Orion standing now, very average looking, flat, mousy, light brown hair, no beard. the very polished face. His eyes, you can't really make out what they really are. This room is kind of a little bit dark. Just being lit by the fireplace. And the slight torches all around the hall. But he looks kind. And understanding. He says, Continue. Creighton takes two steps closer. Towards the four chairs. But still keeping his distance. Looking back. To his right and to his left. Seemingly around the other guards that are in this space. But also... The extra help around the castle. And you watch as Creighton gets sort of very serious and his voice drops slightly. Your Highness, the histories have shown us throughout time that there is always room for the common people to seek Avenues less favorable than others when their voices or needs are simply not met. Perhaps uh, taxes too high during the summer seasons, so the shopkeeper has to close down his shop. Perhaps travel has become a chore for the farmers as the icy roads prove perilous, so local trade becomes impossible. An inconvenience here, an unfortunate exchange there. I hope you understand my point. You watch as the queen sits roughly about 5'7". She has such a regal look to her from the top of her head down to her feet. Dark brown hair and a sort of semi-complicated bun slash updo. Very direct, beautiful blue eyes. She commands the room. She looks to Krayton. Signaling to continue speaking. Perhaps the princess and looks over at one of the empty chairs. The king nods, keeps looking. Perhaps the princess gave a wrong look to the baker upon her visit to the market. Perhaps her highness, he refers to the queen, did not attend a local invitation to a newly founded center of prayer. Essentially things that are beyond our control but fester within the people. You watch at this point, the door behind the chairs opens to the left. And in comes a woman, roughly 5'8", athletic build, light blue eyes, seemingly same as her mother. She wears her medium brown long hair in a long shiny braid, and she just radiates beauty. As she walks in, Creighton seemingly stops speaking and takes a seat directly to the right of the king. Creighton bows his head. Your Highness. This princess, known as Diana, bows her head in return. You watch as Creighton sort of stumbles to find exactly where he was going with his point, and he says, um, h- history, yes, it has shown us a great deal. And has provided us with a lot of incredible information. These are times, like the ones I spoke of, beyond any of your personal doing, that create opportunities for certain factions, some more favorable than some, to arise. Now these factions must speak on behalf of the criminal kind. They disguise themselves as aid to the people an ear to call upon when their voices cry out in need of help, but in actuality, these groups are working hard in the background to see their personal goals come to fruition by whatever means necessary. And so, that is where safety becomes a great interest to the Arcanum. We cannot have the noble families of Fendrea fade from existence and have cities around it burn simply because of lack of communication and understanding. You watch as when Creighton speaks, the room remains quiet. King Orion, still standing, looks over to Queen Reyna, and then looks back. The princess just kind of looking back and forth at her parents. King Orion says, We understand your proposal, Creighton. But rest assured, the people of Elverath are wiser than your average sheep. to Simply follow in the Songs of Wolves. The people of Alvarath have endured with us, the Albrechts. And in so, we endure with them. We thank you, truly, for your proposal. We thank the Achenom. And and just before he can finish talking, Queen Reyna steps in. But as of now, we do not fear our people. We cater to their experiences and nurture their differences. We may have whispers here and there. That are meant to frighten us. Or worse, to instill something within our family line to get us to quake in our boots. But time and time again, our people have shown us where their loyalties lie. And you watch as she gets up. We will brace any and every winter together. And we thank you. Craydon, Altus. Please, enjoy a warm drink and a meal. The journey back home can be quite long. And you watch as she immediately turns around to leave... And passes in front of the king and stretches out her hand to the princess. The princess takes it. And you see that the princess kind of whispers something into the queen's ear. And then Crayton sort of, "Uh, I beg your pardon, your grace. I, I did not mean to interfere in any family affairs. I thank you. And he bows his head again. But time is of the essence and I must return. I can feel a storm beginning to creep over the mountains. A bit too cold for my taste up here. Thank you for your time. Perhaps, at a later day, I may take you up on that meal. King Orion says, The doors of Alvarath are open to any and every wanderer. In that moment, everything in front of you, Rid, freezes. Like if you just click pause on a movie. You see Princess Diana still whispering something into the Queen's ear. You see the King speaking to Kraiden. And you see Creighton beginning to turn to head out, the knights seemingly getting ready to escort him out as well. But the flame lingers in the fireplace, alive. Hades floats in front of it and begins to look around. What are you two doing?
1: Rid's staring at Hades with her arms folded, waiting for him to say something with a challenging look on her face.
2: Rowan has found a spot by the fire to try to warm up, and is just, just on-looking. Arms folded, curious face. Hades, just sort of almost more fascinated by the
0: fire at this point, looks to you, staring back at him. He stares at Rowan. And as you're all sort of, like, looking at each other, not sort of really uh, subconsciously paying attention to the space around you, you hear... A familiar voice. Kaimusora. And you turn around, and you're back in the tower. Within Irimsal. Kaimosora walks. With this tiefling at his side. A woman. Taller. Red skin. Beautiful long red hair. Vibrant. And two piercing silver horns that come out from her head. Do you think this is a, a good... Uh, a, a good a good decision do you think we should be doing this kai look at me what does your heart tell you what does you you you, you sometimes run uh, too 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 quickly at things what does your heart tell you it tells me that perhaps this is a good thing for arboria if you think that then i think it too you are just she places her hand on his chest barefoot just like he is but whereas he had green and brown tattered robes she has this beautiful rich purple robe that just goes from the very top of her neck down to the bottom as he stands there with Yggdrasil the tree behind them you hear a knock Kymosora (sighs) looks over Domine, my love, let's usher a new day for Arboria. She smiles and kisses him on the cheek. Kymisora kind of smiles to himself joyfully and opens the door. And there on the other side, Seven. Hello. And peeking from the side, Commander Adriant. Was wondering what was taking you all so long. This is a beautiful place you got here. May we come in? You watch just Kaimasora kind of looks over at Domine. nods. And they both enter. And you turn around now and you're back in that same empty void space. You're not in Castle Albrecht, you're not in Erimsal, but the only thing that remains in this space is the fireplace from the grand hall within Castle Albrecht. Still very much alive. And Hades, sort of holding his hand upon the mantle of the fireplace, looking directly into the fire. Rowan, you see his face. Again, that beautiful elven face. And he just says, Fascinating. This is all too much sometimes.
1: You like watching the fire instead.
0: It's alive. It burns. It has a purpose. And when it meets that purpose, it fades. Burns away. You hear lightning coming from the space before you. And heavy rain. You hear it almost as if you were inside of the hall again. But you're just in this empty space. And then you hear... Rid? Olga? Hades perches up from the fireplace and looks to you. Find her, Rid. Where is she?
1: Rid rolls her eyes, but she tries to reach out along the connection in her mind to Olga. What do you say? Where are you actually?
0: Duh. It's dark.
1: The floor is wet. There's fire. I don't know. What are you? Is the floor wet where we are?
0: Very much so. When you sort of, like, look around now that you're sort of, like, actively trying to look, you see what looks like just piles of snow from Alvarath that are just melting and creating these puddles in this space.
1: Ridd pulls out a lantern from her bag. She's never used this lantern before she takes out an accompanying candle and lights it in the magic fireplace. She's assuming it's magic. And then she's gonna put the candle in the lantern and hold it up to try to illuminate some of the darkness. You sort of hold it.
0: Rowan, from where you're standing looking at Rid, you just see just honestly like the perfect halo of light that a candle would emit amongst just this vast darkness. Make a perception check for me.
1: You know... You could help, too, your majesty. Isn't this your whole thing?
2: I might as well put this lantern to use, I suppose. Clearly better than yours. As I go off on the opposite direction, holding up the lantern, I'll try to assist her in her role rather than me rolling as well. I'll just try to illuminate the places that her candlelight can't reach.
1: A 27. You begin to walk.
2: And
0: now you tell me, are you walking in a direction or are you walking in circles like give me a sort of a layout as to how you are investigating in a completely pitch black room
1: my first instinct as rid is that Ridd is playing marco polo with olga <laughs> can you hear me now how about now and she's trying to see where on the floor is wettest and like where where with olga's description would match that the most
0: You begin to play this kind of Marco Polo, like, are you here? But she responds every time. Yes, I'm here, right here. And the way that her voice sounds, it's like she's standing right there. And you keep sort of trying. And then it's not until you look down. And you see when you step, the ripples in the water, they show your reflection. Especially illuminated by the lantern from Rowan. But every now and then, when the ripples keep being projected out from your footstep almost in between every other ripple you see olga looking right back up at you
1: red crouches
0: she crouches too
1: red puts her hand up to the surface of the water i guess
0: and she puts her hand to the surface of the water as well
1: is haiti still around
0: If you were to picture Rowan as the only source of light in this entire room, Rowan would be illuminated almost 360. But lingering behind Rowan, towering in height, is Hades.
1: Ridd looks up at Hades. What game are you playing?
0: Oh, I play no games. This is what fascinates me. Look. And he points at the water. It looks. You see Olga. And with every movement of your face, with every movement of your hand, Olga follows in the same movements. And then when you're sort of still looking at her, you feel the presence of something directly next to you. Sure enough, Hades. Connected and still alive. You watch as when Hades says this, even though she is mimicking your movements, there is a sadness to Olga. You can tell that she kind of sheepishly is trying to like, not look in your direction or in the direction of Hades. And he says, Why are you drawn to this being,
1: Rid? She showed up.
0: Did she? And he looks now down at the water. And why are you interested in her? Olga, she just kind of doesn't want to answer. You can tell she's trying to hold something back. And then Hades slams on the water.
1: Answer me! Because... because she made me. If not for her, I'd still be stuck. When you took her, I felt obligated to return that favor
0: and now there is this kind of like almost manic look to Hades as he looks at you and he goes ah but you see it goes both ways rid you feel that she made you she filled something in you and in turn he looks down at olga you rid filled something in her
1: Rid looks down at Olga. You're not trying to do that thing we saw with Adrian, are you? Where the hag came out of the inside of his body when I killed him.
0: Now it's not necessarily following your patterns, she feels like she's moving on her own. In this sort of like mirror space that you both are sharing. She looks at you and she goes, there are many ancient, great trolls, great, there are many ancient things that we do not speak of, things that lie within the darkness, the realms of impossibility. I would never do that to you. And then Hades says, but you knew you could. It's deadly. Correct. Your minds are now interwoven. Being apart from each other now is enough to slit your mind in half. Rowan, wouldn't you call that fascinating? Again, very manic expression
2: to Hades. Rowan just looks to the ground and the rippling water and doesn't say anything.
0: I took her child because she is not... Of anything I've grown accustomed to, I took her child because embedded deep within her is you, a successful combination. Both free of mind, sound of spirit, both eternal. Rid, do you not see what
1: you are? Rid looks at Hades. You sound like you want to enlighten me.
2: You are... a
0: miracle. You watch us from under the water... <coughs> Olga snorts. I wouldn't call her a miracle, perhaps. I'd call her a pretty good-looking girl, but that's about it. Hades turns back and he goes... May I? To Olga. And she looks at him with fear in her eyes. You he watch us from the water... A purple hand with long fingers, curled, gnarled nails emerge on your side, Ridd. You know these hands, the hands of Olga. But it's been some time since you've seen them in this original form. And he looks at you, Rowan, and he says, To correct you, boy, I don't control anything that was not of my making. I see the truth. And when the truth lies before me, I am granted access. He takes his nail and cuts at the palm of her hand. Black ichor blood begins to run down her wrist. And in a flash of light, you're all in a forest.
1: Oh, hey, what's the best game when you get to eat
0: pie? What's the best game when you play a dead guy? Aye.
1: You'll find out on DG247
2: looks boring. What are you going about? All of great. their games, they look boring.
1: It doesn't look boring. It looks it like does, you're an assassin on the Isle of Man.
2: But it doesn't have the kind of
0: wow. The steampunk quail-based economy is incredibly yes, boring. Twitter <laughs> for <Okay. laughs> 247s Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just
2: about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can
0: find us wherever you get your podcasts. Are you here? stupid creatures. And you see what looks like Olga. A hag, purple in skin, long nose, pointed teeth, almost a a slight underbite to her, long pointed purple ears, these horns that coil atop her head, and a mess of scraggly hair, these robes that are misshaped and and a mismatch of all different kinds of cloths and, and leathers. And she's walking through the forest holding a basket, alone. You're seeing Olga through... A very different perspective. She seems slightly younger. She looks pale. The purple in her skin is very faded. The horns that have that vibrancy. That dark sort of like almost burgundy black mixture. Brown dirt is slightly faded. More cracked and dried out. You see a sequence of visions. Olga at what looks like a carnival behind some of the tents in pure darkness while the light and lanterns of the of the celebrations on the opposite side are happening she is by a a wooden table that has just seemingly rickety been been put up she's drawing cards taking money they speak of fortunes and fates but all the time that this is happening she continues to cough this black ichor upon her hand which she very graciously combs her hair with you see another vision of Olga in what looks like a deserted burned crater perhaps in a book at her palm reading incantations you watch as this purple arcane energy form around her filled with black smoke her color begins to come back to her her horns begin to take that liveliness her eyes spark but then when the incantation ends her colors return to their dull form and she coughs, (coughs) wretched thing doesn't work. She takes her book and slams it across. You hear the same lightning and thunder and the heaviness of rain. You now see the fireplace and the space around you comes to again and you see the same hall upon Castle Albrecht. There you see King Orion. Queen Reina, Princess Diana, and another individual. There, sitting on the opposite end of the table, you see what looks like a a girl, younger, short, dark brown hair, very gentle face, but these eyes, very interesting looking pair of eyes, as she sits there, disconnected from the rest of the dinner that is happening before her. Rid, you know this night. Because you remember the thud at the door. And there, a couple years later, Cradon completely drenched from head to toe, shaking off with his driver behind him. Apologies, your grace. <laughs> uh, uh, most unfortunate time. Bows his head. You watch as King Orion rises. Cradon My goodness, look at you! The queen focuses her gaze upon the king. Hades steps in. Rid, you fascinate me, but for many reasons. And one of those is because of heartbreak.
1: I told you it wasn't necessary. I remember.
0: He doesn't say anything. The vision resumes. We must get you some new clothes, Craydon. Someone, please, fetch this member of... Arcanum? The Arcanum? Yes, you watch Just Kraeden goes, yes, yes, the, the Arcanum. Fetch him some clothes. Get him warm. Enjoy a meal. You watch Just the queen rises. It would be good for you, Kraeden, to join us on this night. We are having a gathering, a noble gathering. Please, make yourself at home. Rowan, you see there is the king and he sort of leaves the room. The queen remains talking to the two girls that are on the table, the two princesses. All of the people around, the people who are working within the castle, other noblemen, noblewomen, they are all sort of like lounging around, telling tales and speaking and talking amongst one another. It's not necessarily a festivity, but it's more of like a... It's raining out and everyone could use a warm meal type of setting.
1: Ridd is, with the same sort of wondering, curious, almost subconscious step she used to approach Hades in the first place, is walking up to the table where the queen is talking to her daughters.
2: Rowan would have found some sort of empty chair, at least close by, just to sit down and kind of take it all in. The fact that it's a memory, but also the fact that he's witnessing another royal family and how they act and how they go about themselves. Whereas he has his own traditions and manners back home and everything. Just almost like a, a fly on the wall, just waiting to see what is going to be revealed.
0: Hades glides in your direction.
2: Do you see her? Which one? rid wandering about yes it's hard to miss when you're purple no
0: you fool and at that point you watch as the princess gets up and she goes riddena and in that moment rowan you see the brown short hair princess turn and the same eyes that rid has this princess shares
2: Rowan leans forward, hands on his knees, and hands clasped. In a confused look, just listens intently.
1: Ridd kind of whips her head around to judge Rowan's reaction and sees it and kind of takes it in and then focuses on what's happening in the memory.
2: It's a very squinted eyes, pondering look.
0: You watch as the princess, Princess Diana gets up. And she goes, you gotta deliver my dress! What am I supposed to do now? Oridina, how would you answer this night?
1: Look, your majesty, if you're gonna be queen someday, you have to adapt to stuff.
0: You watch as Princess Diana takes one of the knives and she points it in your direction. She goes,
1: oh, really?
0: I'm gonna have to adapt. By the looks of it, it looks like you're
1: unarmed. Aridina produces a knife from somewhere in her outfit. and is like, I'm never unarmed.
0: The queen slams her hands on the table. Girls, behave yourselves.
1: Aridina can't quite conceal her grin as she slides the knife back wherever it was and assumes an overly proper sitting position at the table and is kind of trading an amused glance with her sister as she does so.
0: Diana trying not to smile, but she smiles as she presses her hands to her chest, takes a deep breath, finds her pose, and takes a seat. Apologies, Mother.
1: Yeah, apologies.
0: Surely after some time, Kraiden comes in. Essentially, they bestowed upon him some fairly noble-looking regal clothes, and he stumbles into the room, his hair still sort of wet, the goatee, you know, sort of like drying it out, and he's speaking with the king. Kraiden! Again, please, if you're hungry, eat. Should your driver need some food, please enjoy. We're all here rejoicing. This is what we're all about here in Elverath. I think you might have met one of my daughters. Let me introduce you again. Diana. Diana gets up from the table, excuses herself, does a slight curtsy, very proper and elegant. She walks over in the direction of King Orion and Crayton. This is my oldest daughter, Diana Albert. Diana, this is... Crayton. And you watch as Diana kind of interrupts and she goes, Altus, yes, of the Arcanum. I remember very well our meeting a few years ago. Creighton takes her hand and he goes, Pleasure, princess. And you watch as the king goes, takes a deep breath, and my youngest, Eurydina.
1: Eurydina stands up. Does a slightly sarcastic version of, of the curtsy that her sister did. Hi, I'm Aridina.
0: From the distance, King Orion sort of raises his hand in your direction. He goes, My youngest. She is truly something. And you watch as Kraiden bows his head again. He goes, Lovely to meet you, princess. And King Orion says, Come, sit. Kraiden sort of sheepishly Begins to sort of like say hi to the other noble individuals around the the hall, fire raging, and you all begin to enjoy a meal. The part that you remember, Aridina, from this was how quickly things escalated. You remember that you were all enjoying having a dinner and talking, Creighton and, and your father were sort of talking back and forth about this, that, the other. Things happening around Fendrea, different other cities that Creighton has been visiting, where King Orion has gone. And you remember, though, very clearly, your mother sitting on her chair on the table, eyeing Crayton the entire time. She could not pull her gaze away from him. As Crayton takes a sip of his ale and wipes his mouth, I'm so thankful for all of you here, really. And to think, last time we spoke, we spoke of protection, but it looks like you have all the protection around you that you would ever need. You might just King Orion, he goes, Yes, I like to think we do. We have a good group here. Kraden, he kind of smiles and he goes, I mean, but imagine, not to overstep, what the Arcanum could provide. Imagine these meals, nightly, without fear of uprisings, without fear of any of these things. The common folk believing what they believe to take down their rightful king. I see you, Orion. Uh, My apologies, Your Highness. I see you here, proud and strong. And I wish the best for you. Will you not entertain the idea, at least, to meet with some of us? The Arcanum can provide, and at that point, a knife hits the table. As Queen Reyna this conversation was over long ago, Specialist Creighton. Reina, please. Creighton just speaks. And then Creighton goes, I do not just speak, Your Highness. I speak of the oncoming storm. I speak of the things to come. Do you not see it out there? And he begins to raise his voice. As he does, the people around get quiet. It's all out there. People rising up, believing that they know what's best for Fendrea. How do they know? How can they know anything? They attend to their cattle, to their ales, to their food, to their cloths. Meanwhile, here in these halls, decisions are being made. This should be a sanctuary, a sacred place. Everyone gets quiet now and everyone is just looking at the table for a picture. Oridina, you are sitting across from Creighton. Creighton is sitting next to your sister. Your sister to the right. King Orion to the left. And at the head of the table, Queen Reina. As it gets quiet, Hades, Rowan to you, begins to now get closer to the table. As the sort of situation is happening and escalating, Hades is running his hand atop the dining table chairs. He now walks behind Oridina and lingers on her And then walks behind Queen Reyna, and then walks behind King Orion, and stands right behind Kraydon, the king to his left and the princess to his right. And he stands there, and you watch as Hades stretches out his hands and places them over the chairs and sort of in towering height looks down. King Orion, he turns. Now, Kraydon, we spoke of this. Alvarath believes in its people. We don't need some militia, some force to come out and instill fear upon the people. For what? Out of fear? Of the unknown? This is my- and you watch as Queen Reyna- our kingdom. King Orion corrects himself and looks back at Kraeden and he says- it is in your best interest to relay this information to whoever it may be. We know what's best for Fendrea. Not you. And then Queen Reyna gets up. Fingers interlocked. Not the Arcanum. It seems that the storm is dying down, Specialist Adrian. I think it's time for you to go home. Kraiden looks at your mother. You would send me out again, in the rain. I am but a guest. Princess Diana, what would you say to the specialist at this time? Princess Diana, she looks at you from across the table, complete fear in her eyes. And she gets up. She stands, readies herself, breathes. Thank you for visiting, Alvarath. Thank you for gracing us with your presence here upon Castle Albrecht. The Queen has spoken. You have been a guest upon our halls, but it is in your best interest to leave. She kind of looks at you with kind of like a, yeah, was that good?
1: Aridina gives her a sneaky little thumbs up.
0: Now, Ridd, where are you in all of this?
1: Ridd has wandered over to Kraiden as he gets up from the table, and she's kind of looking him up and down for details she might have missed the first time.
0: When Creighton gets up, he scoots the chair back, very chauvinistic of him, and he gets up, takes a deep breath, and is looking directly, almost like a a good old Mexican standoff between your mother and the specialist, as King Orion, still sitting on his chair, with his hand on the pommel of his sword, looking. (laughs) Again. I apologize for my rudeness upon your hall. If the Queen requests that I leave, then I thank you for the meal, I thank you for the ale, and I bid you good night. And he turns over to the Princess. Princess, I apologize. And he extends his hand out. Diana looks at you, Oridina, and then she looks back at her mother and her father proceeds to place her hand on top of Specialist Creighton. And in that moment, time freezes.
1: Rid immediately whips her head toward Hades.
0: Did he do it? Did what,
1: Rid? Did the Arcanum kill my sister?
0: Everything around the table, Oridina, the queen, the king, all of it, gets pushed out of the space frozen in time and Rid you're just looking towards the specialist and your sister as their hands are about to touch and you see it there on the tip of specialist Krayden's finger this flash of light black consuming about to prick your sister's finger.
1: Ridd doesn't think. She just extends her hand out. A bolt of blue lightning toward Kraiden. And she's casting Witch Bolt.
0: And it just goes right through them. A vision, a memory, something that has already come to pass. As Creighton lets go of your sister's hand, your sister, you remember that night, gave like a little flex to her fingers. You didn't know if it was out of disgust because it was Kraiden. You don't know if it was because of the responsibility she had to perform that night. Kraiden bows to you, Oridina, princess. He looks over at the king. The king gets up, extends a hand out towards the doors, and the queen, her eyes are just fixed upon the table, not looking at Kraiden. And now, from this new perspective, Ridd, You see a slight grin form as he steps behind your mother. Something you couldn't have seen that night, something your sister couldn't have seen. Many other noblemen around the space weren't paying attention to. The slightest of grins, and he begins to leave the hall and keeps walking into darkness. Rain still heavy outside. You see now as Krayden steps outside of the castle the wind at an angle blowing the rain in his direction as he clutches onto his robes he gives one look back to the castle and you watch as the knights take his clothes and throw it onto the floor there amongst the mud and the snow the symbol of the arcanum krayton walks over picks up his clothes takes the pendant places it on his shoulder gives a slight smile and gets in his carriage
1: rid stands there seething her hands still crackling with the blue lightning her fingers black from the knuckle to the tip like ink and it fades slowly as she turns to hades and rowan i'm going to kill him
0: oh but he died He's long gone, Ridd, long gone.
1: Then I'll resurrect him and kill him again. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes you will. And over and over again for an eternity, he will feel your pain. Bathe him in his own blood, day in and day out. Make him regret everything as he looks upon eyes he cannot even recognize. Your connection still holds. Aridina. Time moves forward. Rowan, you now see the same hall, but Diana weak. <laughs> I'll be fine, speaks to King Orion as he ushers her to her chair. Oh you're right, Princess. What's going on? I don't know, it's just I it's something. Another vision flashes by.
1: Diana gets weaker over a long period of time. The morale in the castle lessens as her glow lessens the glow she had that she carried with her. That was just the natural spark of her personality. As that starts to fade, so does the mood of everyone around her. Eridana thinks it's genetics and bad luck. Rid remembers their parents getting increasingly desperate as their air starts to die, slowly. One day, Aridina and Diana are talking, and Diana says something Aridina doesn't expect.
0: You remember that day? Your sister weaker as the days pass, your parents growing desperate. Rowan, you even remember the Albrecht's call for medicine, for clerics. For anyone in the kingdom within Fendrea that could answer this call. You remember hearing rumors of this. You, like many others, just passed it off as the, the winter season. Alvaraz is cold. She'll be fine. She'll endure. But what remains in your mind, Rid, are the words. Get out.
1: <laughs> of, of the room? No. You have to get
0: out. Of this house. Of here. All of it. After. <coughs> you now see. Clutched in her hand. A rag covered in blood. That had these speckles. Of like dark. Almost fungus it felt like. But it was just small. But it was very. Very engraved in your head. How different this sickness looked.
1: You're not gonna die. You?
0: You? you're not meant for this. You remember her voice being very frank. And there was something about you that day that kind of spoke to you. That feeling that you always had, knowing that this is the path that your family had laid out for them, but perhaps it was not the path for you. That thing in the back of your head that always cycled as your sister went to her ritual dancing practices, when she went to her history lessons... When she did all of the things that a princess is supposed to do, she wanted those things. But she knew for you, Ridd, this was not it. And sure enough, desperation led to frustration, led to one thing after another. Hades from the fire reached in to the fireplace and clutched in his hands the hair of Olga. As he begins to pull her out. And Olga
1: screams.
0: (laughs) And that's where you come in. Rowan you see a night. Very much like the night in which. The events that led to Princess Diana's demise. Came to be. With the rain. The thunder. You remember this one Aridina. The sound. The knocking. A knight running up to your father. King Orion. We found her. Bring her in. You watch us held in manacles. A hag, purple, long nose, withering horns, scraggly mess of hair, and a faded purple skin stroll upon the castle albrecht. Okay, now listen. You all may know what you're doing, but you don't know what the. <laughs> Let's out this deep sigh, as King Orion walks up. You. Foul creature. You've heard our calls, have you not? Well, I've heard of whispers here and there. And then at that point, the door slams open. Queen Reina, in her sleeping gowns. Exhaustion in her eyes. Her hair a mess. That mess of a bun is now more clearly a completely detached person that just needs to get the hair away from their body. Can you help us? In her manacle, she says... Well... And she shakes her hands. You can hear the rattling of the chains. And Ridina, you remember, by the bedside with your sister on her final night. You remember hearing the sound of chains. The king motions to a guard who comes up, undoes the chains. Olga, let's go. Well, I could've easily have escaped from that at any point that I wanted to, but... And at that point, King Orion grabs her neck. Will you... Help us! Clutching to the hand. (laughs) Perhaps, if I can breathe. The king lets go. I am weak. I tried to tell your buffoons before they got me and carried me all the way to glorious Alvarath. I too am fading. You nobles in your dining halls. Your precious gold. Thinking you can buy anything you wish to treat people as you desire. But not Olga. (laughs) (laughs) Queen Raina, she gets on her knees. Please, my daughter's dying. We tried, and all we've been told is Perhaps magics not practiced within our realm of understanding could help. We're desperate. Fury in your father's eyes as he sees your mother begging to Olga. And you weren't in this room. But for the first time, you see what looks like an understanding come over Olga. And she looks over. My mother... Loved me? My mother cared for me? (laughs) Do you truly care for your daughter? Queen Reyna looks up. She's my everything. Please, don't let this take her. Olga walks up, places her finger on the side of your mother's temple. And she sort of begins to like, rotate it. And are you telling the truth? Queen Reyna. I love my daughters more than anything. I will gladly give up my life for them. You watch as King Orion. Reyna! What would you have me do, Orion? She hasn't got much time left. Olga looks over at Orion and looks back. My mother made me what i am and she begins to play with her nail and she twists and gnarls it almost like a fidget uncontrolled motions in her hands and the nail pops off and olga places it in her hair and i like to think that i am very
1: unique (laughs) okay
0: i will help but first I must see the child." Queen Reyna wipes the tears from her face. Aridina, was there anything you were saying to your sister before these final moments?
1: In the state of weakness that Diana was in. It's like when something tragic happens and you have the inappropriate urge to smile. She found herself making too many jokes throughout the process. As the end started to come, she thought that the best thing was to shut up. So she came to her sister's bedside and held her hand and just was there without words for as long as she could be.
0: You sitting there, Aridina, with your sister on her bed, her beautiful big bed. You remember going to her room always being lit by the most perfect of winter days. You remember the smell of the room. You remember how the curtains came down in such a fashion. The fabrics that adorned the framing of her bed. The infinite amount of pillows that your sister liked. And how warm this room always felt. But tonight, it felt cold. Very cold. And you hear the door slam open. And there, standing on the opposite side, Olga, with this manic crazed look. Don't be afraid, child. Don't. Your mother and father called for me.
1: (laughs) Aridina had jumped to her feet and pulled that same knife out from somewhere. When Olga came in, she looks behind Olga to see if her parents are there.
0: You see us within a second... Your mother and father come up right behind. And your father sort of raises his hand to you. Aridina, it's quite alright. She might help.
1: Rid slowly stoves the knife away.
0: You watch as Olga, she begins to come in on her side. Like making her grand entrance into this room. Not understanding the general atmosphere that's around her. She walks in. And begins to twirl her wrists and her fingers. Ooh. You must be. And looks at you, Rid, The princess.
1: Is it you? Do I look sick to you? Irina gestures to her obviously sick sister in the bed.
0: You watch as Olga grabs her hair. Instead of grabbing her skirt to curtsy, she grabs her hair and goes, <laughs> Apologies. And then turns to your sister. But in that moment, Olga's face got very serious. What do you feel, my child? Remember your sister. It burns from the inside. <clears throat> my vision comes and goes. <clears throat> I feel that I can't breathe. And my legs have no strength.
1: Are you going to stand there making noises or are you going to fix her?
0: Olga raises her hand and looks at you and she goes, I'm getting to it. Can I touch you, princess? You watch as Diana in her sick state nods, places her the back of her palm on her forehead.
2: Mm, yes.
0: <gasps> mm. <gasps> and then she takes her finger and puts it inside of your sister's mouth. And you watch as Queen Raina. Enough of this. And then Olga, holding one ear and then placing her finger on the inside of your sister's mouth, takes it out and then places it inside of her mouth. Your line will die. Your towers and barracks and dining halls, all of it will collect dust and fade away. You watch as that moment King Orion and Queen Raina in shock. Now this sickness that is befalling your kin is and then gets serious a bit beyond my expertise but nothing i haven't seen before i can help you <laughs> and now for the first time you notice that olga coughs and you remember now that's right olga coughed that night too and she quickly sort of like takes her hand and wipes her mouth just smearing the black blood over her lips to give her a more manic and crazed look i can make this pain bearable you can no it looks to you red better yet you will be assured and then looks back to your parents that with my assistance I will make her noble name flourish and thrive with your daughter until the end of time. She's now looking at your parents. Your parents stand. Look at Princess Diane on the bed. Look at you, Ridd. Almost on the opposite side of the room clinging closer to the shadows. Olga looks to you, Ridd. She will struggle. Oh, she will. And then looks at King Orion. This assistance I provide is quite special, but in the end, she will endure. And then, just as your parents sort of exchange a look to one another, back to Princess Diana on her bed, her breathing started to sort of stutter. Queen Reyna, do it! It's already done. At that moment, all you hear is the coughing of Princess Diana on her bed. As she gasps for breath one last time, labored breathing. You watch as King Orion rushes to her bedside. You watch as Queen Reyna clutches her hand, and you king closer to the shadows ridden As Olga...
2: It's already done!
0: (laughs) She throws her head back and begins to cackle. It is done! As a plume of black and purple smoke take over the entire room. Your parents hold your sister. As she breathes, one last time, she exhales, and in the corner, unseen, Aridina, you started to change. Rowan, you are now seeing Aridina in the darkness of this room, amongst the crying and the sadness. You saw Aridina change. You felt it, every bit of it, as it happened. The rounded curve of each ear splitting jaggedly into two at the top. The wild sprout of her hair racing down her back from where it had just curled just seconds ago at the nape of her neck. The bizarre prickling sensation as something stole over your skin, turning it pale to purple as it went. The same shade as that purple hag, Olga. You screamed... Rowan, it almost becomes too much. You're watching this girl in front of you snap bones. Her hands begin to curl. Her eyes dart up. Before you now, you see the rid that you know. And then you hear the sound of screaming. The sound of shock. And with that, you were gone. You ran down the halls. And you couldn't even fathom what you were feeling. You felt that your insides were burning. You felt you yourself were about to crack. You felt that you were about to pass out. But every time you did, you cackled <laughs> as you ran down the hallways. And then immediately followed by the sound of wailing and crying. The door slammed open to Castle Albrecht. And there, amongst the rain and the thunder, Fendrea laid before you. What was on your mind, Rid?
1: To get out. There was no way I could stay. I had to go somewhere. And you
0: did. At the steps of the castle, Rowan and Ridd, you see this past version of you run further and further into the night. Hades looks to you, and he says... You fascinate me, child, because you shouldn't be alive. You fascinate me because your love for your sister endured.
1: What do you mean I shouldn't be alive? That should have killed me? A thought occurs to Ridd, and she looks to find Olga.
0: And you turn around, and she is right there. At the foot of the steps, looking at you, sheepishly and scared.
1: You were sick too. Was I your life support? Is that why you entertained this? I wouldn't recommend lying to me.
0: For the first time, Olga is behaving almost like a child that's in trouble. She clutches her hands, her fingers, and she goes, "No, Darya, I I, I, I no, no Rid, no, 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 no red."
1: Then what? She was gone.
0: Whatever came to her, whatever was inside of her, there was no stopping it. It was, it was gone. It
1: was, it was a lot. But I, I I knew I was, I knew I was doing the right thing. The right thing for who? For you. I told you not to lie to me.
0: Your sister, she, 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 she showed me. She told me.
1: Start talking, Olga.
0: When, when I place my finger inside of your sister's uh, I connect differently It is uh, it is this kind of um, uh, uh, a mental thing I uh, da, 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 it, it lets me see And in those moments I saw you I saw you read she, she she wanted you she wanted you to to, to live. She wanted you to, to, to be happy. She wanted you to um, carry on, to do this, this game you people call
1: healing. <laughs>
0: and now tears begin to run down her eyes. I don't know why I'm crying.
1: Ridd turns to Hades. Then why did you say I'm supposed to be dead?
0: This kind of magic, the interwoven connections between you and this thing are unparalleled your mind and olga's and then olga butts in and diana all complete each other olga she kind of looks at you and she goes see
1: but you got better you used me and my family to get better no
0: no 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 Reed. No, your sister your sister was at the point of dying and at that point i said to myself what is this what is this magic and it's old and foul and i knew that there was something unnatural about it the 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 balance the makeup properties of it the the, the way in which the light lines were pulled in the direction of your sister's inner soul they were bred with malice so what i did Was, yes, perhaps a little, um, maybe in my favor. But I can no longer be this. I can no longer exist here with you.
1: I only live in here. And she points at your head. Why would you want that? The other option was to die in your body.
0: Because there is something inside of me now that wants to see. That blasted eye. That creature thing. Claydon Claydon She shouts in the rain. There's something in me. That wants to... That wants to see it all.
2: (laughs) Who wants to see it
0: all? Burn! And I think... I think uh, um, as she gets a little bit closer to you, like she's just kind of like like a puppy, just trying to like get closer. And and Rowan, you're just watching this creature get closer and closer to Red with puppy sad eyes. I I think if I'm being honest,
1: <clears throat> I think Diana
0: wants this too.
1: Rid to Hades, you talked about people washing up on your shores. Did she?
0: You watches know, I just Hades stand straight and look up at the sky. She did not. The princess endures.
1: So Di lives in this connection between me and Olga.
0: And Olga, she just stands there, nodding, maniacal looking eyes in your direction. She's like, I think so.
1: Oh, <laughs> I think so so when when they pulled you out of my mouth was that you and her and why are you back
0: I think that was me it looks alright Hades and Hades goes I believe you're all interconnected now there is no ripping you apart this is what you are and when I pulled you to try to study you I couldn't Your memories were vacant. They were all laying dormant inside her head. So I needed you, Rit, to understand her. And in so, look at that. Understand the three of you.
1: Where is Diana now?
0: I do not know. Olga, she just like, takes her finger, curled and cracked, and she just points at her head.
1: Ridd's quiet for a moment, considering. And then she kind of turns her head half toward Rowan, without fully looking at him, and says, I would have preferred for you not to see this.
2: You don't think I felt the same? Like I said, Ridd, everyone has a past. We've all been through shit. I knew you did, too. It doesn't define you. It makes you no different than the red I met a week ago.
1: But it matters more than I thought, says red, looking at the place where Olga's touching her temple. This whole time, everything we learned about the hags, I thought, it was fucked up, but I thought, good. Because if this had been Diana, she would have felt as trapped in this form as I did in that house, but this is worse. I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to find a way to set her free.
0: Hades looks at you and he goes, trying is noble. Executing with every ounce of your being, that is accomplishing something truly remarkable. You now see what befell you see, almost like visions, your family mourning over the passing of Princess Diana. You see mourning over the loss of you. Your parents went on a on a search to try to find you. But they knew themselves, too, that you were not meant for this life. They didn't want to push it. They didn't know what to do. They grew disillusioned with all of it. But in their sadness, you see what looks like understanding. You see newfound purpose. Your parents... Give up the throne in a ceremony where King Orion names the heir to the Albrecht castle, to Elvarath. As time goes on, the banners change in your home. As the name sort of becomes visible to you, it sort of passes through your ears, through your head and mentally passing by. As you see these visions of time seemingly progressing on now further than perhaps the time that you're currently in. Almost as if you were looking at the future. The name Einhardt comes to mind. You see your father knighting Sir Einhardt as the new heir to the Albrecht kingdom. It slowly fades. Your parents become more of counsel, advisors. Eventually passing on. In happiness. Buried. There in Elverath. Amongst two graves. Diana Albrecht and Eridina Albrecht. Vindrian Einhart takes over as king of Alverath. And as Hades is showing you this and you're seeing the future, now it all becomes something that you know yourself you won't experience and you won't see. The line ends. The Albrechts no more. Or at least from what they know. On a nice winter day, With the sun shining high upon Fendrea, a brown carriage arrives, and another individual steps out. This time not bearing the symbol of the Arcanum, but bearing another symbol. That of an eye with flames on the top lid. King Vindrian steps outside. It's been far too long, come, rejoice with us, as this member gives a slight grin And steps inside of the castle. You see Kaimisora. Weeping. At the bed. Of that red tiefling woman. Crying. You see all of Kaimisora's kids. And as Kaimisora is holding. The hand of this tiefling. Crying. Her eyes close. Kaimisora looks at them. Have you found him? The kids look back. Sorry, father. No. Kaimazora takes his hand and weeps onto this tiefling and he presses her hand to his ford and he cries. The rain stops and it begins to be quiet. You find yourself, both of you, on the same forest path of Arboria, where you encountered Hades where you saw Faramore, where you witness Alvarath, but it's just forest, it's just Arborea. And Hades stands there and looks at the two of you. That's a good bargain. You must thank your friend for me. Plume of smoke and Hades disappears. And you're both standing there alone. Looking at each other.
2: Rowan, with a look down at the ground, I'm sorry for what the Arcanum did to your family. Me too. I'm gonna need you to give me a very good reason not to kill Zue when we see her again.
1: The beginnings of tears at Rid's eyes before she angrily. Swipes them away with the back of her wrist. I don't understand how she could ally with those people.
2: She had to have known something. She's been lying to us about her entire personality. Her entire being. Everything about her has been a lie since the start. Who's to say she's not aligned with Ilionas? and they both sent us out here to fucking die?
1: I have to believe that some of it was real.
2: You knew her better than I did. I will go based off your judgment. I just need a damn good reason.
1: When I pressed her hand to the book, I never expected to find everything that we did. I thought it was just going to be arcanum or no arcanum, and I thought it was going to be some kind of file that Ilyanas had, and she didn't know, but she knew. I don't know if I have a good enough reason for you, but... We have to at least get her side of the story. I know we saw what we saw, but we have to try.
2: God knows Hades is probably going to put them through hell just like he put us through it. And at least five will be there to hopefully bear witness to Zue's past. And if that moment was just as impactful as ours, Maybe it'll give us some semblance of an answer. But until then, I just
1: can't be sure. I do have one reason. She gave us time. She can't be all bad if she did that.
2: I think you're right. And I really want to believe that she is just playing the fool in all of this.
1: She takes notes on everything, I know that. But... She seemed genuinely disturbed by what was happening with her book, and so was I, and that's why I did what I did. If she knew everything, she wouldn't have freaked out like she did. There's kind of a, a desperation to Rid's movements and voice as she's trying to like hold on.
2: I'll give her time, like she gave me, unless Five tells me otherwise.
1: I hope you understand now why I was a little irritated with Five for killing his brother and I pissed Zue off.
2: You really did, didn't you?
1: She said fuck. I've never heard her say fuck. Let's hold on to the Zue we think we know until we get to hear from the one we don't. And I don't want to forget My manners. Are you okay? I am.
2: Thank you. Your majesty. And I'll walk down the road.
1: Even through all this turmoil on her face, Ridd has to smile at that and she follows.
0: The wind picks up. You hear the creaking of the trees. The stillness all around it. And the sound of running water off in the distance. And for today, that's a wrap.